You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. everyone and welcome back to the multiverse fancast if you're listening to us on the go you can find us on podbean apple podcast stitcher spotify iHeartRadio, audible and basically anywhere you listen to podcasts you can also find us at our website themisfitfaction.com there you'll find links to all of our content including articles uh podcast episodes little tidbits about us and even fun photos for those of you guys who really really care about what we look like as always i'm one of your host paul with me tonight is ronnie ronnie how are you today I'm doing well. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. And we got Rob. Rob, how are you tonight? I'm awesome. I'm happy to be here with my two heroes who just rescued me from a car that died. Thank you so much, gentlemen. That what if what... Rob's car didn't <laughs> what die? If Rob... <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. I was waiting to see who was going to do the first what if punch. All right. Challenge for all the listeners. Every time we say what if and add a scenario, take a drink. Ooh. Unless you're driving, please don't please do don't, that. Yeah, don't, don't drink and drive. Drinking and driving. Honk your horn. Or, or we don't also condone <laughs> underage drinking. Tell everybody yes. about our podcast. But anyway, so uh, we are here tonight. We are talking finally uh, Marvel's What If. It just ended this uh, past week. We had the series, our season finale. There is mm-hmm. no news whether or not it's going to be getting a second season at this time. Yeah. But uh, rumors of it, and they're even talking about one episode being a, an Iron Man Gamora episode, which, which we got a glimpse we're at. we're going to discuss yeah, also. Yeah. Um, they did leave uh, a little bit of a mid-season uh uh, or mid credit sting at the end. Yep. So uh, it was the only one in the in the episodes. Uh, we're going to break it all down. We're going to talk characters. We're going to talk what worked, what didn't work, a little of the history of the comics, uh, what if. But uh, this is also your official spoiler warning. This will be a full spoiler-based episode. So if you haven't seen What If, what if you did? And w- then listen to this podcast. <sighs> the drink. <laughs> yeah, take a drink. <laughs> but uh, before we jump into it, this is also going to be a fast-paced episode because yes. we are oddly excited and also it's comic-con weekend we don't want to be away from facebook and ign and youtube for too long because who knows what's gonna pop up yeah i'm more excited for dc fandom i'll be honest because they last when they did dc fandom last year they also released every trailer we were talking off air just before we started about how uh this coming weekend by the time you're listening to this uh comic-con will have been over and there will probably be a lot of big news so our next episode is probably going to be comic-con based or will be i should say which was our typical practice we always did a comic-con episode there's so much yeah and then uh following that just so you guys have an idea of our schedule we're going to do a full episode on dc fandom and what we're excited about because it's not just about what's coming at what comes out of comic-con it's also what we're excited about and what we're looking forward to in the future and then we'll be doing a, a Titan slash uh, Young Justice type episode with the uh, end of season three of uh, Titans, and then I think Eternals is right after that. Yeah, I so, so got a couple of weeks got a of packed uh, month. Yeah. yeah. So um, and then probably maybe like it as character study at the oh, end of yeah. that, just to yeah. round things out a little <laughs> bit. But uh, before we do that, we're going to jump into some news. I believe Rob, you have a couple. Yep, of news I got a pieces. couple of quick things. First of all, the big news this week seems to be that Agatha Harkness is going to be getting her own spinoff show from WandaVision. Uh, apparently, Monica Rambo too. Oh, yeah, so. they're both uh, rumored as, right now. As Catherine Hahn is one of my favorite actresses out there, not just in the Marvel universe, but overall, I'm very excited about this. She's one of those actresses that just kind of exploded out of nowhere, and yeah. like she's been around forever. She has. I've seen her in a lot of things, and, and, and she's reliable in yeah. everything she does. And but she, yeah. she's also one of those. I know her. Where do I yeah, know she, her it's, from? You, it's, it's that it's hard. That yeah. person. That actress. Well, I know Ag- her. It was Agatha all along. It was yeah. Agatha. All along. That better be the name of it. Like it, it has to be <laughs> Agatha all along. 
But um, um yeah. Lock and Key season two trailer dropped. I don't know if you guys are fans of the show. We with the are, yes, yes. Oh, you are. I, okay. Uh, uh, Melanie and I, producer Melanie and I, watched uh, the entire first season. We yes. binge watched it really hard. It I was... know there are differences from the comics, but we right. loved it. It's fun. I yeah, we like it too. Uh, Black Adam photos leaked this week. Uh, I don't know how you're feeling about uh, the. the I, I think we're going to get a lot more with DC Fandom, but just we get a little glimpse of Black Adam there. So. Mm-hmm. I, I did see some of the uh, the pictures that got released because DC Fandom released a, a very large trailer because it, it yep. is in a completely online yeah. event. Yeah. Um, I I have no so my my qualm is I don't like seeing costumes while things are being filmed. No, they yeah. never look how they're going to look. I remember right before the Flash came out on television, an image of him in a suit leaked, and everyone was just he was mean worthy. Yeah. We were just laughing at it, how ridiculous he looked, but it works. Well, another example is uh, when Smallville introduced the Justice Society, like mm-hmm. this movie is going to, uh, they released the first pictures of Dr. Fate, and everybody's like, oh, it looks terrible. It looks so doofy and go- dumb <laughs> yeah. and all that. And then they have him in the show, and he's fantastic, like, like a that. standout. Yep. Uh, so... You know, even with like Supergirl got uh, leaked for uh, the new Flash movie. Mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of stuff gets leaked. I never put stock into it. I don't either. You no. need you need your post production. You need your digital effects added in. You know, look at uh, the Snyder cut. The black suit Superman was not filmed as the black suit Superman. Right. That is a red and blue suit the entire time, and then yeah. they just digitally yeah. colored well, it. Another one is like in, in Avengers Endgame, their uh, tra- time travel suits were all CGI also. They were not wearing yeah. those. Yeah. Ironically, they were wearing their original suits, though, because there was a bunch of oh, really? uh, screen uh, uh, behind-the-scenes uh, yeah. photos of Chris Evans wearing the Avengers Captain America suit with the time watch. <laughs> so everybody, everybody was like, time travel! <laughs> but, um, you know, DC Fandom did release it. I... I have no problem with how the uh, Black Adam suit looks. You know, Shazam's literally on upstairs because uh, TNT's marathoning all the DC stuff oh, cool. to get people hyped. And I love the Shazam suit. Yeah. And now yeah. they retooled it for the new movie. They, you it know, looks we, a lot better. You know, I have total faith in DC, the costume department. Ever since they learned from Steel, we've been pre- <laughs> we've been pretty good. I mean, yeah, no, yes. we're gonna talk about that. In a and second. then my last bit is sort of just a minor mention. James Gunn has mentioned that he has another DC project in the works past peacemaker which was a which big we, theory yeah we don't know what's going on there i know he was offered superman at one point and, yeah. and turned it down for the suicide squad well, so. apparently dc literally said here's our here's our sure. catalog and it's they're smart to do that a genius and yeah. he picked yeah. the right project for him in, in my very humble opinion but um you know i i saw super you know which james gunn did <laughs> never did. you know I james gunn did. i would love to see him do a suicide squad versus a justice league movie I, th- yeah. I think that would be his, where they make the Suicide Squad the actual heroes. Oh, yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. Or I, I think he'd be a great fit for some sort of Green Lantern movie. You know, I think, mm-hmm. you know, he has that he has that tone and that look down. Yeah. Um, I really think he could bring a lot to the table. Mm-hmm. But obviously, he may want to get far away from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, who knows? Which we were going to talk about in this episode, too. All right, so... All right, uh, that wraps up the news. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to jump right into Marvel's What If... But first, a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by Ray's Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, Ray's Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow, and we fully, fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout, repsports.com. 
All right, guys, we are back, and we are talking Marvel's What If. Right. And Here's my Jeffrey Wright imitation. Right? No, get yes. out of here. All right, so What If is, for those of you guys who don't know, it's a comic line that was introduced in the 1970s, and basically they were one-shot stories. They were, what if this small thing was different mm -hmm. and the comic what books that grew out from it? Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four. What if, you know, the, and there were, I think, 47 volumes of it? There are, they're very popular. Yep. They've only gotten more uh extravagant as well like uh, what if Deadpool killed the Marvel Universe no, yeah, I have I own that one <laughs> there, there are a lot of really good ones uh, DC has a similar line in Elseworlds um, mm -hmm. I, I hate to compare DC and Marvel but it's going to happen DC did Elseworlds uh, two years ago as with the CW and their Arrowverse and it was a lot of fun you know it was basically theirs was what if Barry and Oliver switched bodies yeah <laughs> so Ronnie what were some of your expectations going into what if um I, I thought I'm trying I'm trying to think of things without spoiling oh, stuff. Just, no. I already did the spoiler warning. Oh, okay, Hit fair it. enough. Um, I thought this was going to be a lot better than it was. I thought it was going to be a lot more in depth. I thought it was going to be a lot more fun um, than what it actually turned out to be. I was extremely let down by this show. Um, so I, I think I, I was expecting a lot better than this. All right, Rob, uh, expectations going in. <clears throat> going in. Um, I actually, I had pretty high expectations because remember we were coming off of Loki and uh, we had the one, two, three punch of, you know, Winter Soldier and WandaVision. So, you know, it, it was clear they knew what they were doing with television, even if they didn't always stick the landing at the end. A at least they had good concepts. Um, I'd heard about the What If series uh, in comics and it always seemed intriguing and I know about its popularity. So I figured this was going to be kind of interesting. I will say though that... Not being an animation fan when it comes to, even with DC, and, you know, I know DC, I am fully ready to concede that DC has a great animation house. Um, all of their works are, are fantastic, but I'm just not a fan of, of that type of animation of... of mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and I, I know I like, you know, Akira and all the a lot of the other animes, but there's just something about superhero animation I cannot get into. So I, I had high expectations in terms of the storylines and the characters. I was excited that all the character, all the actors were coming back to do their voices, but I, I knew it was animation. So I'm like, eh, all right, we'll see where this goes. All right. So so for me, I How about was, you, Paul? I was I was excited. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, Marvel's going to put out a product. Obviously, we're going to watch it, not just because we do the podcast, but usually... It's it's a fair bet that MCU properties are are for us usually a solid. I think the lowest we've really ever gone was a three, yeah. two and a half maybe, yeah. and that's yeah. still average, above average. So I was excited, but I, I had some trepidation. Number one, Loki's ending just didn't sit well with me. Right for Loki, for Loki, it took way too long to get to the things we wanted to see. We wanted to see Loki's adventures through the multiverse. Now, we finally get our adventures through the multiverse because that's where the Marvel Universe is going, which, you know, Multiverse of Madness, Venom, Spider-Man, all these things. Um, mild spoiler for Venom. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I was excited. And obviously, um, who Jeffrey Wright? Jeffrey Wright. He yeah. is fantastic. I love Jeffrey Wright. He's another underrated actor who... Um, Follow me and dare to face the unknown and ponder the question, who farted? I'm going to just turn off your microphone eventually. No. But um, he's, you know, Commissioner Gordon now. I'm really excited to see him in in, ba in the Batman. Mm -hmm. But um, yes. So, and yeah, they got a lot of the voice cast back. And obviously, Chadwick Boseman was able to record his entire series. Yeah, which uh, was the highlight of this series. He I was always really good in it. And um, he was a lot of fun. I, I liked him as, as quote unquote, Star-Lord. But um, 
my biggest fears were they're going to put Iron Man and, and Captain America in this, but they're going to replace their actors. Right. So yep. I was like, okay. Which was Cap in this at all? Yes. Oh, right. In the they're, first with as Steve Rogers. As Steve That's Rogers, right. yeah. yeah. So In the, the Hydra Stomper. He was also Captain America. When? Was Zombie he? Captain America. Oh. Yeah. So. Um, and then they're very short episodes. You know, you're basically, and, you know, kind of getting into thoughts, Captain Carter. I loved the idea. The idea was fantastic. Peggy Carter's a great character. She had her show, yes. which didn't get its full closure, which is upsetting, but she had her closure with Steve Rogers. You know, but then they come out with, it's basically the, it's Captain America, the first Avenger, yeah. but just with her. And so for me, I, I was let down because I think it would have been, I think this would have benefited from some longer episodes. Yeah. But um, does anybody have a favorite what if character? Car- so we had character. so we had a list of um, characters that changed in this this uh, scenario. I'm going to run through them really quick, just for the listeners. Um, let me pull up the actual. So we have what if Captain Carter was the first Avenger? So basically, Peggy Carter gets the Super Soldier Serum instead of Steve Rogers. What if T'Challa became a Star Lord instead of uh, kidnapping Peter Quill? T'Challa gets taken by the Ravagers. I love it. This doesn't even look like him. <laughs> what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? So really the biggest change in that, I would say, is Hank Pym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Obviously, it's Doctor Strange, instead of uh, losing his hands in the accident, he loses Christine. Yep. What if <sighs> zombies? I would say... Uh, I have enough said. Enough, yeah, any, any, of the, any of the characters that pop into it. What if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? Instead of Tony Stark getting captured by the Ten Rings, Eric Killmonger was there, and he mm-hmm. was the one that saved him. What if uh, Thor was an only child? So Party Thor, that is the yep. uh, Party Thor. And then what if Ultron won? And what if the Watcher broke his oath? So we have a couple of characters that go through very different characterizations than they do in the main MCU. Mm-hmm. Does anyone have? And you, you could also pick some of the side characters. Does anybody have a favorite one? I liked Star Lord T'Challa. Star Lord T'Challa, yeah, uh, I, I I might agree with you on that. Yeah. Go ahead, you you tell me why. Um, you know, because he was still T'Challa. I think like there wasn't really that much of a change other than him being you know captured or taken by the Ravagers. Um, and I've always loved T'Challa, so I I, I think there wasn't really a big change, and I think that's why. I, I kind of still liked him was he had a little bit more of the star Lord humor to him. Um, but other than that, I hit him and, uh, I did like party Thor. <laughs> party Thor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rob. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know if I can pick a one, but I will say it was fascinating to see the T'Challa as star Lord episode because it really spoke to just how much kindness and morality T'Challa puts out into the universe mm-hmm. and how it just had that ripple effect that I mean ultimately you know it even changed Thanos's mind in there yeah. about and, and it just it was such a damning statement about the type of individual that Peter Quill is <laughs> that he's just such kind of a jerk that he, you know he he perpetuates you know yeah. nastiness in the universe whereas T'Challa is the opposite of that see I, I disagree about Peter yeah. Quill I, I don't find him to be that way he is the one that unites the Guardians of the Galaxy he's I think Peter Peter Quill's problem is his very quick emotional reaction to things. Yes. And, and we see it several Which times. Is, it's his with problem. It's He's the reason why Thanos was able to snap. But in all honesty, I, actually, I would say Thor is a bigger reason. But okay. Because he didn't go for the head. Yeah, because he wanted to save the kill. 
He wanted Thanos oh, to suffer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So talking about you know toxic kind of uh, yeah. <laughs> warrior mindset. But um, for me, when we talk about Peter Quill, because everybody points out like he freaked. Why did he freak out? We saw him do that when uh, Ego said Ego. that he killed his his mother. You yeah. see that same right. snap, yes. and he just immediately. So he he's a very Wild West type character, whereas. T'Challa is T'Challa was born royalty. Right. He was trained from a young age to be a certain person, yeah. and obviously it reflects in his character too. T'Challa is a good person in the in the comics, so I don't think. And that's like what well, everybody think, said online. Everybody yeah. was like, "Well, it's because Peter Quill's like the worst." I was like, "I don't find Peter Quill yeah, to be the I, worst." I agree. Maybe I didn't say it properly. I, I feel. Oh no, I, I wasn't Peter arguing with Quill, you. Oh right, I know. Peter Quill is a very selfish character, whereas T'Challa is a very selfless character, and I think that for me is what showed up. Because out in Peter that. Quill is is that gunslinger yeah. type, uh, yeah. Wild West outlaw who will save you, but also be like, and now, yeah, yeah. and and you know, to be honest, it's probably a character most of us can more identify with than T'Challa, whereas yeah. he's just such a good person. Yeah. I mean, look look at the way they grew up, right? You have one that had a scrap and fight to survive, and you had one that. Didn't have to do anything because he was born into royalty. Also, imagine getting kidnapped right after your mom died in front of you. Ugh, <laughs> rough. Who, who was your favorite, Paul? For me, like, it, it was tough. Like, T'Challa was fantastic. I really did enjoy him. But I got to say, Killmonger. I, I, yeah. I really I, do. I could see that. Yep. Eric Killmonger is by far the best or at least top five Marvel villains. And I'm not even talking just the MCU. I'm talking just – Yeah. I might even in argue general. comic book villains. And this this series showed his intelligence. It showed how dangerous he is. Yeah. And it just shows what a a hell bent character he is. You know, he he has this mentality about him that he is always playing chess while everybody else is playing yeah. checkers. So having him come back, having Michael B. Jordan uh, voice him, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, it really it made a big difference for me. All yeah. right, I want to change my answer. Um, I want to say actually uh, Peggy Carter. Okay. Um, it was so nice having watched Agent Carter and seeing her, you know, being such an oppressed individual because of her gender. It was great to just see her kick ass. Oh, yeah. And I think um, – and I, I did thoroughly enjoy when they redid the Winter Soldier scene with her. Yeah. And they yeah. gave her, like, the Winter Soldier outfit, and she was on the boat with the Lumerian oh, star okay. fighting. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, yeah. with Batrock, yes. Yeah, that, like, that was just a lot of fun. And I really – and we're going to talk about this more towards the end – um, I hope they find a way to, to connect. And this is the problem yeah. I think a lot of people have. You know, Rob, you mentioned the, the animation aspect of it. It's very hard. When you do animation of a comic book, There, it's done one of a couple of ways. One, if it's based on an actual comic book, they will take it the same style, the complete style. Superman, Red Sun. Um, and that's another good example where they, they literally just take the comic book and put it in animated form. Like Batman Year One. Batman Year One, yeah. stuff like that. Um, DC's got a lot of them in their in their pantheon. Yeah. Oh, Killing Joke even, too. Killing yeah. Joke, it yeah. looks exactly like it. But for me, you know, I, I found the animation jarring at times. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. you know, especially the last episode, which is a lot of bang, 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 explosions, explosions, cool fight scenes. Like, we're all about it. But uh, it was just, for me, it was sometimes... It doesn't seem like I'm watching the MCU. Yeah, it, for me, it's I can't ab admire the craft of the filmmaking because it's a different type of filmmaking than what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know, with a, a really well choreographed, you know, think of something like John Wick, something that has a really well choreographed fight scene. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. It's like ballet. It's incredible. Whereas this, it's like, oh, they drew that neatly. 
Yeah. Um, and I just can't muster up the same level of enthusiasm. Ronnie, what did you think about the animation? I, I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, growing up, that was kind of the animation we saw mm-hmm. um, for the most part. Um, so it kind of like brought me back to the good old days. Um, you but... were watching cartoons last week. God. Technically, I was. I mean, <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple days ago. You're right. <laughs> um, but I didn't have a problem with it necessarily, but I still was like, I think it would have been better to see him a little bit more realistic animation. Yeah, I would agree um, with you on that. Than th- this was more cartoony 90s animation yeah kind of animaniacs almost yeah at times yeah it was a weird blend between we're gonna try and make this look super realistic and also super cartoony yeah Yeah. i feel like pick a lane and do one or the other like uh spectacular spider-man is a show that was on disney i think disney xd and yeah i remember it it did two seasons and it had some of the best spider-man animation i've ever seen and it's fantastic and it but it is very cartoonish again like into the spider-verse i had no problem getting into that i thought it was amazing and and, i had trouble just like visually not alone i've heard a lot of people say just like eyes and brain were kind of yeah it's it's jarring like even in the new spider-man miles morales game you could change your settings so that it matches that Oh wow! There, there's like a, a suitability that like changes the uh, the frames per second oh, and makes so cool. yeah, it's very cool when you're playing. But for me watching uh, Spider Verse, I was like my brain, my brain, my brain. <laughs> but eventually, yeah, same thing. Now we talked about some of the the returning characters that we like. Let's talk about the Watcher, or as he's really known as, I'm gonna mispronounce this, Uatu, Uatu the Watcher. <laughs> okay. It's U A T U. That's his uh, his actual name. It is Uatu. pronounced Uatu. Uatu. Yeah. So the Watchers are basically they are exactly what their race sounds like. They are a race of extraterrestrials appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. And there is more than one. There are more than one, and they did make their first visual appearance in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Hey guys, where are you going? Oh geez, you're my ride. Why are you doing all these these voices today? He does these voices. It sounds like the real people. It didn't, but okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, apparently there was a rumor that Stan Lee's character in all these Marvel movies was actually an agent of the Watchers. Because yeah. he's yeah. regaling them with stories. And the Watchers are exactly what they are supposed to do. They're one of the oldest species in the multiverse. And basically all they do is just watch the universes in flux. Are they older than the Eternals? It. It just says that they are one of the oldest okay. ones. They, I, I, I have to figure this out at some point in the next month. Who's the oldest? Is it the Watchers, the Eternals, or the Celestials? Well, I think when we get to the Eternals, yeah, uh, I'll, this, I'll I think the answer. Celestials are older Celestial, than the Eternals. I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, I think Galactus and the old gods came first. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'd have to do – we'd have to Maybe, do some research. Yeah. Research to the internet. <laughs> but basically, the Watchers are just designed to not interfere with uh, the the events of the universe – I would say seeing him interfere with Ultron was one of my favorite scenes in the entire (laughs) show. Yeah. So for those of you guys, obviously, you watch the show. One of the episodes is, what if Ultron had actually won? And let's just preface this by saying that this is the eighth episode in the series, the second to last episode. And at this point, there was zero connections between any of the episodes. Which is how the what if stories were supposed to go. The what if stories were always singular stories that had no bearing on the main continuity of the Marvel universe. Now, throughout the show, we do see there's some great artwork with the with the watcher, quote unquote watching. Like you see his silhouette in like the clouds and yeah. stuff like that. Like really cool visual stuff with that. The first time 
one of the characters interacts with the Watcher, though, is Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. He is aware that oh, the Watcher yeah. is there and the Watcher is watching him. He begs him for help, too. He begs him to help him fix his universe because now he's all Cthulhu style. Yeah. And then Doctor Strange. reference. Thank you. I, I'm a big H.P. Lovecraft kind of guy. I can tell. Yeah. I still have to watch Lovecraft Country, though. Not going to lie. But it's complicated. I've heard. Yeah. HBO Max is the best, though. So, sorry, Disney Plus. Sponsorship <laughs> out the door. So, Doctor Strange uh, basically traps himself in his own pocket universe to protect himself from his universe imploding. Because in these universes, the rules are you cannot change what's supposed to happen in these what ifs. So if if it's what if I went left instead of right under no there's no physical way I can go right physical way mm-hmm. I'll get stopped by like a duck that hits me in the face I'll get stopped <laughs> by slipping and going to the right. left yeah and I really I enjoyed the Doctor Strange episode because yeah. it was heart wrenching and depressing and I'm not saying you know I like being depressed. <laughs> I like a Marvel property that's not afraid to go a little bit darker. It had heart. It had, or lack thereof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, so that that was probably one of the, the episodes that impacted me the most. But it wasn't until Ultron 1 that we finally see somebody breaking through the multiverse. Right. Because all of these Loki and WandaVision and what looks like Spider-Man Far From Home are all about the multiverse is about to collide yeah, in a big yes. way. I was kind of disappointed that they made no reference to uh, Kang. And, yeah. Um, who yeah. Was, Kang, Kang the Conqueror. Uh, he Who Remains, that's who yes. he was. Yeah. I was very upset that they ne- – because basically they established that there were no separate timelines at all mm-hmm. with Kang the Conqueror slash He Who Remains in charge. And then it wasn't until he died that all these started splitting started, off. Yeah. But the the watcher makes it seem like oh no this this was always this how, can happen this always yeah, happened yeah. every Friday this is what I tune into guys <laughs> every Wednesday on Disney Plus new episodes but that that was a really and that made it even feel even further disconnected yeah. from everything that was going on yeah I I really I feel like for me anyway I would love to see some of these multiverse characters make their live action debut Captain Carter sign me up yeah put her in a movie Rob I have a theory hit it. And it came to me today because I'm like, because I, all right, first of all, in our household, I'm the only one of the three of us that made it to the end. Uh, Timmy and Lauren punched out around, I think it was zombies uh, that they just went, eh, I'm not interested. Yeah, it was yeah. that one. They weren't interested anymore. So I finished watching it and they asked me to, you know, so how did it end? And I said, you know, oh, you know, this and everything. And then I said, uh, it's, and Timmy asked, is it possible some of these people are going to show up in, in live action? And I said, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Agent Carter showed up. And then it hit me. This is how they're going to solve the lack of Chadwick Boseman problem. Is Killmonger is going to be brought in from this multiverse as Black Panther. And I think that's where they're going. I, he, I remember he died at the end of Black Panther. And so how can we bring him back? Well, He's uh, a multi, we, multiverse character. If you guys listen to our Venom episode and our Spider-Man episodes, we do mention that... All those Spider-Man villains died. Right. They did die. Yes. So, because we did spoilers for Venom, guys. We talked about Carnage and the, and the fate of Carnage and how they could potentially bring him back. And one of the theories was, well, all those other villains were, were killed beforehand, so why would this be any different? So, I, I could see them either bringing back... I, I, would be, I would be better if they brought back Killmonger before he died. Same Killmonger from the, the mm-hmm. main continuity. Because I feel like if they bring back this Killmonger, he doesn't want to be Black Panther. 
Mm-hmm. Right, but remember, you can even re- when Loki was brought back for his show, that was the Avengers Loki, and he didn't want to be a hero, yeah. but they gave him a character arc to come back. So I think no, they possible. they did exposition for him, and he was like, oh, <laughs> he watched he and watched he the did Avengers. some sort of metaphor with a salad and throwing things into it. <laughs> so you know, we're we're jumping all over the place, but really that that's the problem with the what if storyline because. At, at first, we didn't think any of this was going to connect. No. So let's talk about Ultron. Now, Ronnie, what were your thoughts on Ultron in Avengers Age of Ultron? How they handled him? Um, it, He's a character that's, unfor- that's forgettable. I, I didn't really gravitate. I didn't really like him in Avengers Ultron, to be honest with you. I thought for... A movie to be named after a character and that character take a back seat mm. or not even in the same vehicle, um, I think is a complete letdown. I thought Ultron was better in this show than yeah. he was in <laughs> Age of Ultron. That's the general I, I, consensus. Yeah. And I think we can all agree that of all the Avengers movies, that one's the weakest. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. um, you know the problem... And I'm going to ask you in a second, Rob, what your thoughts are. I think just for me, the problem with Age of Ultron is every other team-up movie has had stakes that have led to further ramifications. Yeah. Civil War caused Infinity War. It's because the Avengers were split that they were not able to defeat Thanos. Mm -hmm. But, Rob, what were your thoughts on uh, Ultron, the character in Age of Ultron? I I, I would agree 100% with Ronnie. It was very forgettable. It was a shame that they didn't do more with him. Um, I love that James Spader voiced him because he's got – Killed it. He's amazing. But yeah, I, I don't think I've seen that movie in quite some time, and I have no desire to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. In fact, the only thing memorable from that movie is Quicksilver and Wanda. <laughs> but you're saying something, because yeah. a lot of people yeah. forget about Quicksilver. Yeah. And I found him and Quint, uh, Clint Barton to have one of the best oh, yeah. rivalries. Because yeah. it was very it's very easy in these superhero team-up movies. We fought once, and now we're besties. I loved how Quicksilver and Hawkeye were constantly trying to one-up each yeah. other. Yeah. And I hope if they really do some sort of multiverse stuff with them that they bring find a way to bring him back. But for me, Ultron, I really, I agree with you, Rob. James Spader's fantastic, and he kills the role. Every time Ultron speaks, he, he catches you. Yeah. It's a combination of his voice. It's a combination of – he has some great lines in the movie. Um, I, I, but again, for somebody – one of the most powerful beings yeah. – in, in the Marvel Universe, the, one of the biggest constant threats to the Avengers and the, the personification of how terrible in the comics Hank Penn was, but in, in this continuity, how bad Tony Stark is, I'm going to throw a rock. That was his plan. <laughs> yeah. Meteor, dinosaurs. Okay, Ultron. But we also just had a bigger budget, so flying space city. So for me, having him come in and then oh, literally obliterate Thanos was that that bothered me Thanos popped in with I think five of the infinity stones yeah oh and he just slices them in half in half um we've seen characters tank that like take that shot and not yeah. die yeah I was a little shocked how how quick that happened I wanted them to they, if they had done a line like like vision uh, the watcher could have said it the vision always held back Ultron does not, and he uses the full power of the stone. Yeah. Especially considering it's it's the Mind Stone. Yeah. Like, I, the Mind Stone beat five other Infinity Stones? Here's the thing with this entire series, and, the, and what you're saying, I think, hints at a bigger issue. If you think too hard about any of this, it all falls apart completely. Correct. Um, I don't think you can imply too much logic here, because it's, it's not going to work. It's just going to 
yeah, it's going to fall to pieces. It's not here for logic. It's here for entertainment. Yeah, yes. and and I think that was the purpose of a lot of the what ifs that it yeah. was just pure entertainment. Whereas you know we want. And I, I wrote about this, you know, I watched the first three episodes and I, I wrote a, a response to why I didn't think What If was working. It changed a little bit on some things, but one of the things to this is that there's, its purpose was just pure entertainment and we want stakes. We want to be able to, yeah, have, <laughs> I knew as soon as I said that, um, no, we want to be, we want there to be ramifications and, yeah. and, and, you know, effects as a result of actions and words. And this was like, it, they hit the reset button at the yeah. end of every episode. I was say, we was we like, didn't get it until nah. episode eight out of nine. And I wish That's we had we known that a little bit beforehand. I know they, they kept saying, oh, this is all going to tie in together. And I'm like, this isn't tying together. No, that's not possible. If they had at the very first episode just shown us like a quick flash, 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 and then gone into the main <laughs> story. Two hours earlier. <laughs> I actually, I think this show would have been better if they had skipped all the different what if episodes and just done a multi, a, a quote unquote Guardians of the Multiverse yeah. series. I, I was thinking about that. I think that would have been good. They, yeah. they picked what if because what if has a has a title to it. It's it's a well known publication. The Marvel fans know it, and it's it's a great concept. It really is. Like Marvel Zombies are one of my favorite storylines. They're always fun. Um, and even the zombie episode was fun. And, you know, Peter, Peter Parker doing his little uh, How to Survive the Zombie Apocalypse video yeah, series yeah. was great. Um, Ant-Man in a Jar. Yeah. I was but for say, me, that's one of the best characters. I w- I, if they want to go for a season two, quote-unquote, and just be like Guardians of the Multiverse, where basically they – almost like a Legends of Tomorrow where they pick right. yeah. some of these and, – and you could do little intro episodes. Yeah, or something with backstory like and stuff. I'm fine with that. But or, or if you want to do that live action movie, go for it. Do a Captain Carter leading the, yeah. this team of Avenger of quote unquote Guardians or Avengers, however you want to call them, that travel multiverse to multiverse, trying and to solve what ifs and, and fix the what ifs or change things because you or put them in Loki. This yeah. is the yeah. perfect opportunity for Loki to now be like, I need this person's help. That's Captain Carter or Frost Giant Loki. Like, have some fun with it. That that's I yeah. feel like they they keep playing it safe with these things because it's like Rob said. We hit the reset button at yeah. the end. And to me also, so many of the stories seemed so like just coincidental or just like, hey, let's throw these two together and see what happens. Like there just didn't seem to be a logic behind why they were doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, like even with the what if the zombie episode, it was like just seemed too so random. Uh, and, and there didn't seem to be a thought behind it. Um, the yeah, all right. I don't want to go any. Go ahead. <laughs> I just, I just love how Hank Pym was just the worst in all these episodes. Yeah. Um, I did. So let's let's talk about some things that we liked because I, I don't right, want to sit yeah. here and bash this whole thing because um, I do had I I had plenty of things that I thoroughly enjoyed. I remember Melanie and I were watching it and I'm just like, huh, I really that's an interesting. So one thing I really enjoyed is they went back to the Incredible Hulk. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, they for, retconned that. For me, the Incredible Hulk is actually one of my favorite of the originals. Uh, Six, five, six movies, whatever Something it was. Like that, yeah, yeah. Uh, the original setup of the Avengers. It was so different. It was so dark. It had such a convoluted um, production behind it, and yeah. obviously the, the recasting of, of Edward Norton to, to Mark Ruffalo, which was from what uh, what's his name in the very first Hulk movie. What was that? Uh, Ang Lee's Hulk. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, God. That was terrible. Yeah. That was uh, Eric Bana. Eric Bana. Eric Bana. Eric Bana. <laughs> um, so for me, I really like The Incredible Hulk. It's so different from the rest of the MCU. Um, it, it really is kind of the, the forgotten stepchild yes. of it. But like it was dark. It was psychological. It was, you know, the Hulk was the monster in it. And there are some great visuals in it. So for them to bring back 
that movie and you know Betty Ross and redo that scene and then see the Hulk explode. Yeah, like it it it, it was really for me. I really enjoyed it. So that was one of my biggest highlights, especially to start off and you know in a show that for the most part. And we'll, when we get to Star City ratings, we'll kind of I kind of feel where everybody is at this point. <laughs> but that that was one of my yeah, I'm my, have a hard time with that my yeah. standout uh, type things. Ronnie, did you have a, a moment or a character or something that really you enjoyed just like knocked you out? Oh, this is bad. To be honest, <laughs> he's gonna say no. Oh, to, no. To be honest with you, not really. Not even Party Thor? Pa- Party Thor was great, but it's just... I don't know, like... Yeah, there's characters, like we said earlier, you know, par- Party Thor I enjoyed. Uh, T'Challa, uh, Star-Lord, I enjoyed. But really, after that, it's just a bunch of... Eh, okay, that was kind of cool kind of stuff. Nothing really stuck out. Like, if you tell me to pick a favorite episode... Honestly, I it's hard. If I didn't have Wikipedia up with the with the description of the, um, what do you call it? The description of the episodes, I couldn't tell you what it, yeah, what it was I, about. I to be honest I with don't you, blame you either. You know, um, I, but again, if I had to pick one, I, I would say episode one was probably my favorite because it, I at least got excited for it, um. Because I, I think the first episode, it was like, ooh, this seems like it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome and everything. And then it kind of went downhill. This, you know, fr- from there, it all kind of just plateaued after number one. Instead is it of going possible up. with – because I have to say I, I felt similar with the Peggy Carter episode. But is it possible that we just didn't have any expectations and then when we saw that, we were like, oh, it's good. Like, for example, did, did the Peggy Carter lose luster over time? <sighs> I, I mean, I haven't watched any of these more than once. Right. Uh, I don't really I don't plan on watching like, any of no, them. No, no, me neither. Except for maybe the last two episodes I thought were were pretty solid. You know, because it at least made the story and gave you a season two possibility. Right. But... Because for me, the, the like when I first watched the Peggy Card episode, I'm like, all right, this that was fun. But after seeing the others, I'm like, wait, that's all their tricks? They don't yeah. have anything else. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was definitely interesting. Uh, Rob, a personal favorite? <sighs> Looking at the thing here. Um, okay, here's here's. Uh, let me give it this way. Here's a personal favorite approach. I liked it when they modeled it after like a specific genre or tone, and kept with it for the entire episode. For example, um, the Stra- Doctor Strange episode, the the time loop idea you know Mm -hmm. we've seen that done a number of times even you know in supernatural and groundhog day and he did they did it to tragic effect which i thought that was neat to see that i think the episode didn't make sense because he was never really into christine all that much to begin with and to lose her didn't make sense yeah yeah um but that's why also the what if thor were an only child is one of my favorite episodes because it leaned into that sort of like 1980s risky business kind of like I need to I'm throwing the big party but if my parents are coming home I need to clean up before they get here like that was actually kind of funny and seeing everyone through that different lens was was really great like being able to see everybody like that like for example um, if you remember from Spider-Man Far 
well, the first one was far homecoming homecoming spider-man homecoming was like a john hughes movie if you remember that like it was like you know ferris bueller breakfast club kind of feel to it and like having that a tonal approach to it kind of made sense whereas like some of these episodes just didn't make sense totally like for example the zombie episode was silly yeah, and like people would die, and they would like like friends of theirs that you know that they loved for years died, and they would like make a quip. Like it just that sounds like Marvel. <laughs> it just didn't make sense to me. I don't know. Like for me, and I I totally agree. I think that the tone was sometimes a little off, and and sometimes it felt weird where they were going. I I just kind of feel I I I would rather if you're gonna do something with the multiverse, mm-hmm. and especially something that ends in a culmination of warriors from the multiverse fighting for something. Did it have to be Ultron? Oh, you're saying it shouldn't have culminated in that? I want, I want, I want a movie that's literally just called Multiverse War. Yeah, that would be like fun. have Avengers Multiverse, and that gives you a chance to bring back some of your characters. Like I hate to say it, but it it really disappointed me that Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. did not want to come back for this. I'm sure they were offered. Chris Evans did. Chris Evans did not. That wait, what? Chris Evans did no. not come back for this. I, I'm going to challenge that. I'm looking You're going to challenge it. All right. All so right, let's Chris, see. Let's see. Chris. Nope. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, oh I'm thinking. Duh. Yeah. You. Yeah. Uh, you uh, sorry. Yes. Why don't you lay down I was there. thinking Chris Hemsworth. Sorry. Josh Keaton. Yes. Chris Evans and, and Robert Downey Jr. did not come back. Most probably because their contract with Marvel was over. And that's fair. And I get yeah. that. For but uh, like Scarlett Johansson also did, and I think it was Lake Bell that. Or... Yeah, and Josh Keaton, who played the spectacular Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Oh yeah, uh, he was the one that did uh, uh, Skinny Steve Rogers, Hydra Stomper, or Steve okay. Rogers slash Captain America. Um, like don't, we're we're also going to talk about some of the cast because it's just fantastic. Yeah, but um, it, it was jarring sometimes to see those those iconic scenes with those iconic characters not having their voices yeah i will say for me the biggest moment for that was the robert downey jr where it just seemed like a parody of robert downey jr when i was listening to it it was it was a little just weird yeah uh this because scarlett johansson not being there she actually what's her name is it zoe bell or lake bell i I forget lake bell lake bell like she uh she's a good actress and i've heard her in a number of things before but it's even funnier because then they got like they got ego to come back I know, and they get Jeff Goldblum to give like three lines, and they probably made more money than we'll ever see in our entire lives. No. I, I will say, having Paul Rudd as Scott Lang was still the best. Oh, Paul, Thank God. Paul Rudd is just a gift to mankind. You know who I was glad came back? Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo. I was just gonna say, actually, that's funny you should mention that because I was just gonna mention Frank Grillo. He comes back for everything. He's a good egg. I, I like him. He's very loyal to the brand, yeah. and he always tells people like. I, I always want to come back. If they have an opportunity to bring me back, I'm going to be there. Like, he had two lines. Yeah. yeah. And he was in a few episodes, too. Which makes me even more upset yeah. that in Black Widow, they didn't do a prequel and have Crossbones be a character. Yeah, they should have. Like, oh, God, it makes me even more... I, Scarlet, Black Widow had better stories in this than she did in the movie. Yeah. Which is just really upset. Oh, they didn't have Brie Larson. All right, which I heard that was a scheduling conflict. Which is fine. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So yeah. in the party Thor episode, I believe what is it? What if Thor was only an only child? Right. They are. They call Captain Marvel to come back to Earth and help. And she and Thor come to blows twice. Right. I thoroughly enjoyed her and Thor fighting because do you? Who do you think is the stronger Avenger? Out of the two of them? Out of the two of them. That's funny you should mention that because I just watched a video today about this, about that 
she seems to be the stronger Avenger, but then when it comes to Mjolnir, she's not. Like she, because she, she gets lift it. yeah, she can't lift it, so she gets trapped under it. So I think she's the, she might be the strongest Avenger over Thor at least, and. But if Thor has Mjolnir, then he's the strongest Avenger. I will argue that we had Party Thor versus Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. I think Stormbreaker peak Thor landing in Wakanda Thor. You know, bring me Thanos Thor. Bring me Thanos. That was peak Thor. Okay. Because that was when he was in full control. So they established in Thor Ragnarok that his powers don't come from the hammer. His powers come from him, and the hammer is just a focus point for him. Mm Mm-hmm. So once he figured that out, he was able to harness his powers to their fullest potential. Just like how Captain Marvel figured out at the end of her movie how to go to into her binary form right. and, and find her highest oh, potential. Right, right. But then Thor gets a, a weapon. So if I were to have if I was to have a force that was powerful enough like my power was focused through something and then I figured out how to make it better without the focusing point, but then focus this new level of power. Yeah. I, I can't help but feel like... And he fired... that Stormbreaker uh, went through uh, every Infinity Stone blasting at him. Right. And hit Thanos. Yeah. Like, See, I'm also thinking back, like you were saying, back to um, uh, the Thor movie, the Taika Waititi Thor. Yeah. Um, where he doesn't have uh, Mjolnir. Mjolnir anymore, and he's able to channel it without Mjolnir. That's when he realized yeah. how powerful he truly was. And yeah. then you also get... Uh, Captain Marvel gets gets knocked out by one of the power by the power stone. Yeah. Like just the power stone, Thanos is able to sucker punch her with it. So for me, I think because that that was always a question: who was strong? Who the strongest Avenger? In in all honesty, I think it always goes to Hulk, Thor, and Captain Marvel. Yeah. We established that Thor could beat Hulk, and let's not forget Thor also he's a warrior. He's trained as a warrior. The Hulk is is a brute. So. Thor has that combat efficiency right. that that like and this was one of the things that I I had about what if that at times it felt just like this like 2 a.m. pot talk yeah. where people were just like dude whose eyes shine the brightest in all the avengers but see I like I like some of that stuff like answer the questions yeah like we don't need a what if captain carter or peggy carter becomes captain america or captain carter in this right. case because she was just steve rogers yeah. I, I hate to say it i don't get me wrong i loved captain carter i thought she was great but she was steve she followed yeah, the same she was exactly character the same arc. thing that's a good point i would have much rather preferred she was different than steve like yeah. make, make her like peggy and steve were different people they were different characters they had their own identity they gave her steves um, she, I think, in the last yeah. episode of of what if she kind of shined a little bit as her own, but she was, I hate to say it, because I love Captain Carter and I right. love Peggy Carter, the character. She was Steve Rogers. No, T'Challa, ha- T'Challa was still T'Challa. He just had space lasers. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I hate. I, I'm not trying to be mean, because no, you know, we, I, we... but I think you're right too. I. I have, in case you can't tell, we all have a lot of, except for Ronnie, apparently, we all have very mixed feelings about this, that there's are, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of bad, and, and I don't know how to deal with it all. Like, I, I think we can all agree that the voice casting is amazing. Um, the fact that they brought every, I'm, I'm just looking at the, the cast list voice-wise for Party Thor episode, 
and you know, Natalie Portman, Tom Hiddleston, Chris Hemsworth, Kat Dennings, Sam Jackson, Jeff Goldblum, Kobe Smothers, Clark Gregg, Frank. It just goes on and on. It's everybody. And they brought back some of the like Dominic Cooper comes back yeah. as Howard Stark, Stanley or Tucci, Rachel House for Topaz. Like the fact that she comes back for like one or two lines. That's amazing. I made it a point that when we watched it, we skipped the intro. So I wouldn't mm. see the voice cast. Oh, see, I, I I made sure not to skip the intro for that exact reason because I wanted to. I had more fun watching it going, is that so-and-so? Yeah. And then like pausing it at the end and be like, it is so-and-so. Oh. I mean, even John Favreau comes back as Happy Hogan. Yeah. I think they did the best. It's probably the best voice cast ever. Mm. However, having said that, not everyone is a voice actor. Correct. And I will still cite Michael Douglas did a horrendous job as Hank Pym it, it was as jarring. a voice actor. He just shouted his lines. Um, whereas if you look no at... No inflection. No. And if you look, but if you look at, say, like, Kat Dennings or Chris Hemsworth and, or, or, you know, Natalie Portman and their voice work was really great in, yeah. in Party Thor. I know we keep calling it Party Thor episode, but that's really what it's it faster. was. It's faster. Yeah. But for me, uh, the two voice actors that really stood out was Chris Hemsworth is fantastic. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad they're finally leading to it. He's funny. He, he is. is a really he's funny, a funny guy. Actor. He's great and, comic timing. You know, he, and he could do the great action scenes. Like, don't I will. Most people will say that Thor landing in Wakanda and, you know, the Bring Me Thanos line is yeah. one of the best Marvel move, uh, mo- moments that they've ever done. But so he was one. And then I got to say, Seth Green is Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah. Because Seth Green knows voice work. He, you yeah, know, he did Robot he Chicken for years. He's on Family Guy. He's on all, I'm a big Seth Green fan. I really do enjoy mm-hmm. his work. Um, having said that, I would love a Howard the Duck animated series. I think That'd he be would be fun. It'd be like would, a leisure suit Larry kind of show for those of you older uh, older listeners that even know what that is. I, I can get that. But um, <laughs> I, I think having him kind of like a almost like a, a PG-13 Deadpool yeah, would be yeah. a lot of fun. Just him going through the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. You know, his kind. His, he fights it in the Avengers Endgame battle. He's there with yeah. the Ravagers. Uh, so having said that, what would be, if they do a season two, what would be at least what a, a what if that you would enjoy? Well, here's the weird thing. And, and we, we, I brief, we briefly mentioned this earlier. There was a, a cut moment in the finale where it was Iron Man and Gamora. That was so jarring how they just okay. put them in. Do you know the story behind that? No. Oh, this was supposed to be 10 episodes. There it is. <laughs> and they had to cut something and they didn't finish it on time. And I think COVID was a, a, one of the factors in it. So they cut it. And yeah, because I, I have to say when I saw Gamora and Iron Man, I'm like, wait, did I miss an episode? So I, I had to go online and I looked it up and, and I'm like, oh, that's that's why because it was the 10th episode. Um, so that's where that came from. And, and I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, so I'll, I'll say one. Oh, you got my, one? Yeah. Go ahead. Um. Again, mild spoilers for Venom, but it looks like we're going to a point where Spider-Man and Venom are going to cross paths. And if they don't give him the black suit, the fans are going to revolt. Yeah. They did a great story, a, a great what-if story, where it was, uh, what if Spider-Man never gave up the black suit? And I and I really enjoy the story. It's a good story. So I, I would like a what-if with Spider-Man, if, they, if they're able to, logistically. Uh, what if Uncle Ben never died? You know, because we've seen this is the only time we've seen Peter Parker in a movie where we're not dealing with the Uncle Ben stuff. They're staying as far away from it as they possibly can, and, and Tony Stark kind of became the pseudo Uncle Ben. Uh, so if if they're gonna do another what if, I want it to be I want another Spider Man what if, 
and either what if the symbiote and Peter Parker bonded completely or what if Uncle Ben had never died? I just feel like that'd be a lot of fun. I don't know. I'm that looking at okay. past episodes. I'm looking at issues of, um, wow, there's there's so yeah, many. Yeah, I'm looking at the issues of them. You know, What if Gwen Stacy had lived? What if Doctor Doom had become a hero? What if Captain America had not vanished during World War II? What if Daredevil was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? So that's another ah. missed opportunity, a very big missed opportunity that they could have introduced all those. Other- and that's the other thing. I have no problem. This is also me trying to give you time yeah. to, to yeah, think about it. Thank you. But um, I have no problem with them using these characters that we know. You know, your your Peggy Carters, your Thors, your this and your that. I think it's playing it safe. They could have introduced trillions of characters. Mm-hmm. We got barely any new characters in this. That's true. Yes. I would have loved – what if the Defenders were Earth's Mightiest Heroes? What if, you know, Betty Ross became the Hulk? Like, there's there so yeah. many possibilities that they just... It, it is a shame. You know what? I, I You know what? I, okay. Here's here's the approach, and I know this might even go against the what-if concept a little okay. bit, but I feel like what if they were to take something that we already knew and then just change the ending to see how it played out differently? Um, you know, what if, you know, Thanos had succeeded and you know what would his life have been like um after you know and five years had become longer what if you know i don't know like Ooh, I'm just, here's a good one you ready yeah. what if the x-men had existed oh how would the event how have, yeah. how would the mar that would be a perfect time for them to, to have some fun they could do a real right. a whole lot of work with that what if the eternals didn't just watch Oh, and they got in there. Yeah. Like, I, I like, cause that, so many of these what ifs seemed like such a, a, a slight kind of, you know, altercation to the way things were. Like, you know, what, let's take this character and throw them in over here. And it just seemed like it should be more than just that. You know, like, what if, you know, like, I'm trying to think of a, a, a movie. Let's see. Uh, I don't know. I'm going what, blank. what if Miles Morales was Spider-Man? Yeah. Stuff like that. Like you can I feel like what if is the time for you to experiment and really go outside the norm and also introduce all these different characters and all these different concepts. And you know, if like obviously they're working on Fantastic Four and, and X-Men that's that's in their pipeline. They have the rights to it now. It'd be a good way to test the waters. See what see what people respond well to. So what if Captain America, you know, won Civil War? Yeah. You know, th- you can have a lot of fun with this. What if, you know, like, in, yeah, in Civil, I was just going to say the Civil War one. What if, you know, it, Tony proved to be right and, and they, they, they all, what if they all did register? Oh, yeah. You know, how would that have changed things? What if they defeated Thanos in Infinity War? How, how would the Marvel Universe be different? Because now the big thing with the Marvel Universe is the blip and the, re- the return of all the people that got snapped away. What if the Avengers didn't break up? What if Thor ended up not being worthy? I mean, you could have a lot of fun. Yeah. What if Tony Stark died? Yeah. Yeah, what if Tony Stark ended up dying in the Middle East? Yeah. Uh, and, and never created the suit? It, what if Nick Fury decided to go into something totally different? Uh, like what a if different Nick, initiative. What if Nick Fury used that stupid pager when Loki invaded? <laughs> what if Nick Fury stayed away from cats? Oh, God. <laughs> so what if we feel it's one of the first Marvel properties to not live up to its expectation and yeah. live – not even expectation. Uh, it's uh, potential. Yeah. And now 
th- that's making me a little nervous because we also said the exact same thing about Black Widow. I, I'm scared because there's always that fear, right? There's that fear that we're getting into, you know, backlash. Not even backlash. Just um, I'm trying to think of the oversaturation. No. Yeah. And we did the Marvel for. And don't get me wrong, the Marvel formula is great. Shang Chi was fantastic. It was. We loved it. I think we were fours and almost yeah, fives it, across it was the board. Really awesome. But it it stood out because it was different. Black Widow checked off every Marvel trope, yes. unfortunately, and just. And didn't, it played it safe. It played it the safest it possibly could. And now I feel like what if did the same thing? Yeah. So, or, you know, what if what if Norman Osborn was in the Marvel Universe? Like, we could have a lot of fun, especially if they're going to... For me, I feel like Spider-Man Far From Home, or No Way Home, excuse me, is going to reevaluate the multiverse. What's, yeah. What's uh, the, the, the black... Film noir Spider Man is that what he's Spider Man noir yeah like what if you know he he was you know ended up being you know having to battle the Goblin instead of, oh yeah you know, like a I lot of fun I would have liked and you bring up a really great point is that they played it safe in bringing us characters that we already knew wouldn't it be neat to have seen some characters we had never seen before what if Harry Osborn got bit by the spider instead of Peter Parker oh yeah what if Ned got bit by the spider because <laughs> we still haven't gotten that story yeah so now would be the chance to kind of tell it yeah. I, I I showed an episode to my comic book class. Mm-hmm. Um, it was and I, I went in cold. It was the uh, Tony Stark Killmonger episode, which is a fantastic episode. They all hated it. Really? Yeah. Can you give me some reasons why? Uh, they just felt that it seemed arbitrary. Um, they felt that it was just you know throwing two people in a room and seeing what happens yeah um and i would agree with you that a lot of people have said that that episode and the marvel uh what if marvel's greatest avengers didn't exist are two of the greatest ones i have to say those are two of my least ones interesting um uh, yeah cuz i think tonally it was just all over the place and it was interesting in terms of a character study watching the two of them play off of each other but it just seemed like just too random for me and them too they they were not into it so we got a we we went deep into the what if rabbit hole yeah talk about the series going back to the series star city rating rob <sighs> that's a tough one would you um, like me to go first no I, I got this now here's here's my advice um i don't think if you are going to watch this series, I don't think you have to watch every single episode. I think you can skip some. Like, I have to be honest, for as much as I was looking forward to the Marvel Zombies episode, to me that was one of the slightest ones. And, and barely even referenced to it in the finale. Exactly. Just, just with Wanda. Um, and I'm not even sure if when you watch the What If episodes you even need to see the finale. I will give it to you that there is some good stuff in the finale with it all coming together. But, like, if you only watched, say, like, the Doctor Strange and the Party Thor episodes, I think you'd be fine. So I really think that this is a show for Marvel completists that need to watch every single MCU property. Otherwise, I don't think you have to watch this. So I, although there are some episodes that I think individually I would give like three or three and a half stars to, I think ultimately I can't give more than like two stars to the entire series. That's fair. Ronnie? Uh, so, my Star City rating for this show in its entirety, I would give probably a 1.5. Yeah. Um, like I like I said earlier, 
I wouldn't watch this show again. I, there's really not an episode I'd watch again. Um, again, I, I couldn't tell you what certain episodes were about. Everything was very forgettable, uh, which is sad because, again, again, we were all kind of excited going into this. Like, ooh, this is a fun storyline and everything. This is going to be great. Um, and it just it fell super flat. You know, it's yeah. it's so sad that there's so much they could have done that they didn't do with this show. Um, the best thing they did was end it with that mid credit scene. To be honest with you, that was the best part of this show was the mid credit scene. Yeah. And even that isn't anything crazy spectacular. So um, it's sad. But yeah, I'll give this a 1.5. All right. All right, so for yeah, me... That was good, Ronnie, thanks. Yeah, for me, it, it was... It's tough, because th- there are some really great yeah. moments and great shots. Like, Thor versus Captain America was one of my highlights, because that was always my... That was what I wanted. Those are the questions Wait, that I Thor wanted. Thor versus Captain America? Captain Marvel. Oh, Captain Marvel. Oh, excuse me. Did I say Captain America? Yeah, okay, I got lost for a second. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but uh, Thor versus Captain Marvel was one of my favorite bits, because that, that is the what if... What if... Fully powered Captain Marvel versus Thor. Yeah. Like you know, those are the kind of things I want from a what if. But I, I'm gonna give it a two and a half. Oh, more than me. Wow. It is completely average. Actually, you're the highest one then here. Yeah. Wow. Um, which is which is saying something. I'm it's completely average for me. It is not something I'm gonna write home about. No. It's not something I'm gonna tell say people because a lot of work, a lot of love went into it, and, and obviously, you know, especially with Chadwick Boseman and and getting his his final performance as a character who arguably was a great character in his own right. Yeah. I know there was talk of uh, of a T'Challa Star-Lord series even oh. that they loved him so much as as he you know, was he was the best in this. He was the highlight of this entire end. Like season. I wouldn't even be surprised if some of these turn into actual shows. Like I could see yeah. them doing a Captain Carter animated show. I wouldn't be surprised if she shows up live action. That would be great. Yeah. So for me I think two and a half is right where I'm at. I think it's going to sour at some point. Yeah. Um, it depends on what they do with it. If they make reference to this in, in the main MCU, awesome. Cool. I'm down. Like, give it to me. But if, if this is just what it is... Well, and that's the problem. To me, it seemed like a placeholder between Loki and Hawkeye. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I'm going <laughs> to stick with the 2.5. And uh, so that's going to wrap us up with uh, Marvel's What If. Now... Fan Feedback Friday, Aha. brought to you by Halloween, because <laughs> yes. it is that time of the year. It is the the Halloween themed kind. Of, I'm gonna, I'm going to try and do some Halloween themed uh, Fan Feedback Fridays for you guys. Um, also, full disclosure, I was so busy at work that I panicked and really tried to get this out as soon as I could. <laughs> so the question, which was I thought was actually a lot of fun. <laughs> Fan Feedback Friday this week was worst superhero costume ever, and. Uh, some of these are rough. Wow. I'm looking at, at some of these. Yeah, they're All right. Bad. So I'm going to go down the list. Uh, I know a lot of these are from Rob's comic book class. So Yeah. I'm, they, I'm, we, which, by the way, we listened to the podcast in the show, and we heard Fan Feedback Friday from last week. So awesome. We were, so thank it. you, guys. That, that's, a, that's a blast. It's great to hear. Um, it's even funnier. If you were at the Brewster High School football game, you saw me there, and you <laughs> had no idea. 
But um, so I'm going to go down the list. I'm not going to say from the comic book class for each one because then we'll yeah, be here yeah, forever. Yeah. All right, we got Nicolas Cage Superman. For yes. those of you guys who – and that was a deep cut, deep, deep, Thank deep, you. deep, deep, deep <laughs> cut. Uh, for those of you guys who aren't aware, Nicolas Cage was actually cast as Superman in the early 90s for a, pro, a project called Superman Lives or uh-huh. Superman Reborn. Superman Lives. Superman Lives. And they gave Tim him Burton directed. the worst Superman costume. He had the full mullet. He had uh, – it was like a light-up kind of suit. It Electrified. Was, lightning going through the it. super the superman suit has gone through so many iterations and usually 99 percent of the time they're fantastic yeah. you know christopher reeves is iconic in his suit uh brandon routh in the kingdom Kun suit uh we had tyler hecklin rocking mm-hmm. two different superman suits the henry cavill suit you know I'll yeah take her take it or leave it i i thoroughly enjoy it but uh, oh, that's that's a solid solid reference. Uh, the Phantom with Billy Zane. Even oh yes, oh. one of my students came up with that one. And, Tight, and... Tights and frog eyes. Yeah, oh, it's my so God. bad. Love it. Uh, Batman and Robin with the bat nipples. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's, that's, that's First Amazing Spider-Man suit with Andrew Garfield. I will argue that I one. I knew you were I will going argue to. That as one. soon as someone said that to me, I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> it is. I will. I will. I will concede. It is not the best Spider-Man suit, mm. uh, but I still really enjoy it because it still ha- it still has that homemade-ish kind of look mm. to it, and I, there's just something about the gritty of it with Spider-Man yeah. for a character that like I can't I can't fix it. <laughs> I have no money. Or time to fix this that, that's suit. That's that same feeling I, I remember seeing Tom Holland with his first episode. And he's like, what, what is this, a onesie? <laughs> yeah. I do uh, – for the Amazing Spider-Man suit, uh, I really – I the only thing that irked me about it were the eyes. The, yeah. The, the sun, like, but it makes sense. He literally took a pair of sunglasses because mm. that's what he had yeah. and put them in the mask. Oh, Peter. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And, but it does say was fixed in the second film. I will argue yes. that the Amazing Spider-Man two suit is still my favorite on-screen really? Spider-Man okay. suit. It is because he has the physique that matches it, and just it, for me, the eyes kill it way better than Tobey Maguire's. In, okay. in my humble opinion, not that I don't like that suit. Uh, this is great, Captain America's suit, various versions, <laughs> which include the hood and the ears from the 1990 and the War Bond suit. So, for those of you guys who don't know, in the 90s, Captain America had two made-for-TV movies, mm-hmm. and for some reason, they decided to give him his mask, quote-unquote, with rubber ears. With with pink white, rubber. White man color ears like to match the, the actor. Who do you, remember, do you know who the actor is? Oh, not off the top of my head. J.D. Salinger's son. Oh, yes, son. that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And it is horrific. Um, the war bond suit that he wears in the first yeah. Avenger, I, I get um, but that's the point. It's supposed, yeah, it's supposed to look to be cheesy. Yeah, it's supposed yeah, to be cheesy. And it and, is. And but you know it's they still pull it off. And Chris, yeah. you know it's yeah, it, it so that that's solid. Uh, Black Widow. It is essentially a black sp- skin tight suit that plays into the male gaze. <laughs> I, will, I was very impressed with that comment. I will not ever argue that. Unfortunately, female comic book comic books were written for for young boys. Yeah. They they always were for a long time. You know when they first came out in, in the early 1930s, you know it was it was very, it, it got terrible in the 80s and 90s. Just the the yeah the, the way the females, voluptuousness yeah. of it and the curves and the hips. You know they really accentuated. Wonder Woman's a great example. Yeah. Um, uh, who's the? Uh, it's gonna drive me crazy. Uh, Big Barda and then uh, there's one other I forget. It's gonna drive me crazy. Mm. Maxima. That's okay. it. Like very voluptuous, very small waisted. Like yeah. this is what a woman should look like. This is what like men want. Barbie esque. Like, but like jacked Barbies. Yeah. Like uh, pr- misproportionate Barbies. Uh, Power Rangers. <laughs> Solid. Love it. 
I'm going to fight this kid. All right. I'm going to fight this kid, right. Rob. Adam West Batman. How ah. dare that child? <laughs> Uh, I get it. I I really do get it. Like it is, especially nowadays yeah. where we have such iconic bat suits. You know, right. I'm not a big fan of the Christian Bale bat suit, but it is great. Mm-hmm. You know, Ben Affleck's bat suit is my favorite. Even his tactical one that he uses in Justice League. So that that, that is a yeah, slap right. in the face. <laughs> right? Watch out, a cop is after. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Japanese Spider-Man, <laughs> solid, solid choice. Uh, Shark Boy from Shark, Shark Boy and Lava Boy Girl. Lava Girl. Yep. Yep. Cisco as Mecha Vibe. So Vibe, for those of you guys who don't know, Cisco Ramon's been in The Flash since season one, and he's he's a fan favorite character, and I thoroughly love him, and I do enjoy him as a character. But but <laughs> a Vibe in the comics is every Latin American stereotype you could possibly throw mm. at, a, at a wall and hope to stick. I hate Mecha Vibe though. I hate. I don't it. think it, I even. Oh wait, wait, wait. Cisco, I saw him become Vibe. What what is Mecha Vibe? I don't Cisco think I gave up his powers because he didn't want to be a metahuman anymore. So he then like Did he do this for what's her name? I, I think that was a a, a concept, but okay. I I don't remember I forget the girlfriend's name. Yeah, but Camilla. Is that who? It was? I think so. But he gave up his powers, and then he decided I'm going to make a half like a robot sort of suit oh. type thing. Yeah, and now he's Mecha Vibe. Is he still? Yeah. Oh, God. But he's not even on the show. He's not a series regular. Oh, anymore. really? Okay. Uh, and, which is a shame because, like, The Flash has actually done really well with suits. Like, some of the, like, Kid Flash, they actually managed to pull yeah. off uh, Reverse Flash. Some of Barry's suits have been hit or miss. Mm. Um, I hate when they made his helmet, uh, like, his mask a helmet type thing. <laughs> but now, did you know that they made it so his mask is nanotech? Oh, really? Because uh, one they... of my biggest gripes about The Flash was. Basically, they would cut when he was playing with his yeah. mask, either taking it off or, or putting it on. They'd cut to a different shot where it was off. Well, that's the old Batman issue too, you yeah. know, with with him having, you know, with Michael Keaton's Batman, where they have it, the eye makeup, and then he and, just yeah. rips it off too, and you can see the eye makeup's gone. Yeah. It's jarring. Uh, Hulk's purple shorts. <laughs> I do love how they made fun of it in the Incredible Hulk. Yes. Uh, Shaq has steel. Oh. Uh, this one, I'm not really too sure what this means. Oh, Catwoman. There we go. Okay. I'm gonna assume the Halle Berry cat one. Oh, that one's bad. Oh, we had we had some good ones. This was a fun one, and I was I was a little afraid that we were gonna not get the response, but yeah, no, uh, that was good. That was a good question. So that's gonna wrap us up for tonight. If you guys want to hear more of our content, you can find our website, themisfitfaction.com. You can also find us on Facebook, the Multiverse Fancast, or the Misfit Faction. There you'll find links to all of our podcasts. And if you want to participate in Fan Feedback Friday, that's the place to do it. You can also find us on Instagram at the Misfit Faction. You can find us on YouTube, the Misfit Faction Media Network, and on Twitter at Misfit Faction. Again, all of our most recent shows are automatically updated every Monday morning you'll get a brand new episode from us um eventually we're going to start throwing in some bonus episodes maybe just quick reviews but uh, as of right now every monday at around 8 a.m eastern standard time you'll find a brand new episode on your news feed as long as you like and subscribe um every download is a big help for us guys so if you guys are listening to the show and enjoying the show please just hit that download button leave a like leave a review uh it makes our show uh more visible to other people and puts us at the top of some of those charts. We have been on iTunes top 10 podcast charts, Woo-hoo. but it's been a while. So um, we would really enjoy uh, getting back up there and spreading our word and kind of helping the show grow and build. And uh, you guys are all a big part of it. And we want to say thank you because uh, our numbers have been great and fantastic, especially with all all the saturation of other podcasts and reviewing uh, systems kind of doing 
a lot of the stuff that we're doing because we, we found ourselves at a point where there was no new content coming out. So we were doing a lot of niche stuff, you know, like a lot of old retro reviews right. and a lot of character yeah. studies. So it, it's hard. I think it was a pandemic response mostly. Yeah. Mostly. And it was hard when uh, all the new content came out because we got lost in the shuffle with some of those bigger shows. So for those of you guys who have still been listening and, and leaving so many responses, it's been great. So that's going to wrap us up. We're going to be back next week talking about uh, Comic-Con and uh, whatever kind of gets out of Comic-Con and maybe some of the... What we're looking forward to, what, uh, what it looks like and where it's going. And I think that wraps wraps us up as always i'm paul and i am ronnie and i'm rob and we will be back in a flash time space reality it's more than a linear path i'm gonna turn it's off a smor- i'm gonna turn off your it's a smorgasbord <laughs>